I'm gonna leave it for like another minute. You're gonna leave this, the wrap for another minute? Yeah. And then you're gonna take it off and then rewrap it again like halfway through our conversation? Pretty much. Okay. That's how this is gonna go. The hope, the hope is that when, when, when I stand up from sitting down for an hour that it doesn't, I don't get like a pinch right away. Gotcha. That is the uh, only symptom I really have gotcha. anymore with it. Just a little pinchy. <clears throat> Just a little pinchy. Yep. It's not pleasant though. Welcome back to STS. And wow, it's been a while since did, we've done. Did the hand clap I again. did the clap. I know. I, <laughs> as soon as I did, I regretted it. I could say it. I could do it again. I could, we could run it back. Yeah. But I already did it, so mm -hmm. like we can it's, just kind of roll forward with this. Yeah. It has been a while since we've had a since we've talked on camera. A while. Yeah, I can't actually even remember our last episode. Was it Kings of the Concrete or some mm. kind of wrap up? No, it must have been something after I that. I think it was Art of Motion. That makes some more sen a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot has happened since we have spoken on camera mm -hmm. and on microphone. Um, and actually, one thing I wanted to talk about was that it's actually Origins' 10 years anniversary. We just had, well, that was technically September. Yeah, it was um, the first week so of September. I don't remember the exact date. Uh, Alyssa. Alyssa Serpa tells me it is September 10th. That sounds right, yeah. Does it, or you just? <laughs> no, no, it sounds, it sounds very right. Okay. Um, yeah. That was like the official opening, uh, opening day of the gym. We, we actually got in, so like the lease, the signing for the lease of, of Origins happened at the end of 2011. Yeah, and it was like, like October, November, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, November, um, and then the official open the doors to the public day was uh, September 2012. So here we are at 10 years and I, I, we almost didn't do anything. Like I almost, <laughs> <clears throat> you see like I'm so, I'm so enthused about it right now. It's, it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really much of an anniversary guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for things. Well, I mean, 10 years is kind of a big deal. There's like, you know, it, it's actually in the context of the world that we're living living in. It's even more impressive than just last a business lasting for ten years. It's more impressive because we survived the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and you know, seemingly coming back out of the pandemic stronger than ever. Um, so, uh, so you know, ten years is a long time for any business to survive, but also like given the circumstances, like a business like a parkour gym that relies heavily on people coming yeah. in and being present in the space. Um, yeah, it makes me think like, if it weren't for all the crap that happened in the last couple of years, if, if like I would have been more ready for it and more like making more of a big deal out of it. But now it's just kind of like, it's just kind of like a reminder, like, oh, by the, t by the way, 10 years, it's like, oh, oh, we should probably, should probably do something. And then, and then of course, so we had SPL1, which, which was a huge deal and a lot of moving parts and a lot at, around happening at the gym. And that's at the end of August. And so it just didn't line up. And I, I was thinking of doing something at SPL1 that would be like 
you know, maybe doing like a video that would have played on the pay-per-view that would have been like, Origins 10 years. You know? Yeah. Like I, I had that thought, but we just didn't. That would have been really cool, actually. Um, we just didn't have well, time. Well, crap. <laughs> okay. Didn't have time for a lot of things. There's but. a way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, SPL1 is, you know, you know, SPL in general is back. You know, that's, that's another kind of... Um, interesting milestone right like mm -hmm. coming out of the pandemic we were able to have a competition again um and that was i mean the last one before that was three years ago so it's literally been three years since yeah. the previous like major parkour competition that we hosted so um i mean that was you know it didn't go as smoothly as like i think we would have liked but we always you know perfection is always a moving target mm -hmm. um but, um, I mean, we can reflect on that. Do you want to reflect on that <laughs> now? That's like a whole, uh, that's a that's whole, a whole episode. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole podcast and maybe, <clears throat> maybe it belongs on another channel too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. We talk about other events yeah, as well. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll, you know, I was very, very pleased with it. It was like really exciting event from, from the perspective of, you know, being involved in organizing and then kind of seeing it through and just like being able to watch it. Um, very exciting. We did a pay-per-view, which was mostly received well, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's really the first of its kind in terms of what we, what we chose to do with it. Yeah. In, in parkour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a lot to, there's a lot to talk about <laughs> there, so it. we don't have to talk about it. This weekend was PKBC 16. Yeah. Celebrating the 10 year anniversary. That, that, that got confusing. Of Origins. I, I just didn't even know how to title it. It was like PKBC 16 times Origins 10 years. I know this sounds weird, but cause that's the other, that's the other, like, we're just, the summer is not long enough. We're just running out of time. Like I, even going into this year too, I was thinking of, um, that was the theme this year was just like having all these sort of like plans and goals at the start of the year and then like mostly executing them but just not really during the times that that would have made more sense like it would have made more sense to do pkbc in like early july which which i was like targeting in my head but then we ended up going to uh, Colorado for the Outrun Comp, and then that's also right around to the end of July. Is we we shut down the gym for a week, and then beginning of July was like start like hustling into camps, and our camps yeah. sold out this year, which is great. But yeah, there was just a lot going on, and I, I just didn't get like ahead of it enough to kind of get everyone together and be like, hey, like we're gonna do PKBC, it's gonna happen at this time. But yeah, PKBC has traditionally been just just a jam. Yeah. And then after opening the gym, it sort of became more than a jam because we have we have like we have the ability to do more things, right? And so <clears throat> I think that was kind of like one of the vibes too this this weekend too was like um, I wanted to do something at Cottonwood Park, which is the new parkour park really close to Vancouver, and it was like oh it would be cool for like like it it looks like set up for a speed course like there's there's quite a bit of like linear uh, things that can happen. There's lines like, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what we did. And then like we always do, um, not always, but in the most recent years, we've done like a challenge night at the gym, which is in my opinion, like better than just doing like open gym. 
it's like open gym, but there's going to be some challenges and you guys can, people can come in and try to complete them. And so then I was just like, oh, we should do a style comp as well. So we, <laughs> so we did a style thing too, but it was, it's like the first time we've done a jam where like it's been three sort of mini competitions and, and they're very lighthearted competitions too. Yeah. They're not, um, there's not a lot of um, setup or, or rules or anything like that. But it is uh, it is different than your traditional jam, which yeah. used to be just like the early PKPC was just like, okay, people from all over should come. We should try to get as many people as we can here and then um, just have a jam, just have like a session of spots. And I wonder, I think some people like miss that, but at the same time, it just doesn't seem like it's as easy to get people to come out when it's, yeah, when well, it's just another jam. That's potentially true. I think also in more earlier in the summers, you know, and more advertising maybe would have gotten more people out, but that wasn't even necessarily, it was, yeah, I don't, I don't know. As a participant in some of the competitions, that was very fun. I also think uh, there could have been more just jamming, like uh, thinking about like SFU, we were at SFU for yeah, a it was little too, while. Yeah, it was too quick. Yeah, like I, basically I looked only at the one <laughs> spot and then yeah. kind of dipped, yeah. but I mean, it, it was still very fun. I didn't really do much, um, but it was a, a good time. It was like, it, it felt like there was a lot being crammed into the weekend. Um, but as somebody who participated in the, like some of the competitions, mm -hmm. I felt like I got exactly the amount of parkour I wanted out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I could imagine that there's also other people who are like, just kind of like, ended up being a spectator yeah. for most of the weekend. Yeah. Um, because maybe they're just not feeling comfortable with competing or just not into competing or, but also, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't know what direction, I guess, the people of parkour want to go in. If like, if they prefer events where it's like there's direction it, like during the event, like there's, cause, cause it doesn't, you know, it could be like, we didn't do workshops and we've done those in the past. We didn't do, yeah. you know, those sort of things, but those are all things where like a workshop kind of guarantees you're going to train cause you can go participate in the workshop. So yeah. you're going to get some training in competition. If you don't want to do the competition, you're spectating and then you're not training. Um, and I think some people, when there's like a, a competition happening at a jam, they're like, Oh, I don't want to go cause I don't want to spectate and I don't want to do the comp. And so you kind of need like another thing to happen. And I think that's probably what I'll try to plan for, I guess, next year. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I do want to just keep it as like one, one big jam every year. Hopefully, hopefully earlier in the summer <laughs> next year. Yeah. Um, I think it would make sense for PKBC 17 to be in the, like the beginning of July. And I also got to get like, I was going to get a speaker <laughs> this year to be able to play music and like perhaps a megaphone or something. Just, there's, there's just so much we can, I, I like the idea of doing more with jams because I don't want it to be just like, again, here's some spots for you to show up, show up at. And we've tried a bunch of different things. So I don't know, maybe I'll have to put out like a poll and see like yeah. what, you know, what events do people want? Because ultimately I'm doing it for everybody, not for me. Yeah, yeah. No, and th uh, that's, yeah, it's tricky because it's, there's so many things that could happen during an event. Yeah. Um, um, but like 
if you put enough parkour people in an area, they're going to start doing parkour. <laughs> so mm. it's like, so like, yeah, it's like the balance between how much organizing, organized event activities do you need versus, uh, you know, unstructured play. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, but one of the cool things actually about this year was, uh, we had the most kids turn out. Yeah. Um, and they're yeah. not just like any kids, right? Yeah. Like they're like or they're youth who are yeah, into parkour. I, I think that was because of the competitions. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but the previous year there was a lot of kids too. Mm-hmm. Not quite as many, but like, and that was like the bike tour. And yeah, that, that was a, that was another thing, right? It's another activity, but mm-hmm. it was also loose activity, right? Because yeah. it was you just go around the different spots and you train at them for period of time yeah i think the reason like i didn't want to do a bike tour this year because we had that new park so i'm like we got to do something like to basically activate yeah. the park and then i also just like traditionally we always did like day two of the jam was always like a nature day oh and yeah so yeah, like yeah. we so i was like oh we were talking about this like leading up to it where it's like okay let's maybe we'll go to the beach and do like a buoy sesh and so, like, Jackson brought out buoy, bury it in the sand. You can do tricks off of it into the sand. That's cool. Tried to pick an area where there was, like, because we had, it wasn't really, like, a parkour spot nearby, but there's some trees and stuff you can climb on. And then it was in close proximity to the tree that we did the style jam on. So that was the whole reasoning behind, like, that location Yeah, was to keep it kind of, like, themed as a nature sort of day um, because... It's always been like people go hard on day one and then it's like yeah, they probably could use a a more chill day. A break and so t- t- typically parkour in nature is, ends up being a little bit less impact not always but not always but yeah no that's true one thing that i find that's interesting this is not really relevant but um cottonwood park it's a new parkour park um and then we have three other parkour parks in Metro Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is maybe the most parkour parks in any like region in North America, like in one area. Oh yeah, North America for sure. Definitely North America. We're also about to have like one, a, a mini one at uh, Oak Ridge, which is even closer to here. Yep. Um, actually Colin, Colin McDonald is, is uh, on the design for that. Uh, and then if the, if the Cooper's Park one that I've been on the project for for That's like be the best one. over three or four, well, man. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> in terms of proximity, but like hopefully I can, they like I have a good position in that one where they're actually letting me be involved not only in the design process, but I'm on paper, I'm supposed to be involved also in the, um, like when they're building to like look at materials and stuff. So it has the potential to be the best one. Yeah. So. When I say best one, I don't necessarily mean best one like for parkour, mm-hmm. but what I do think, it, so personally, I'm not into training at parkour parks. Mm-hmm. Like actually the most enjoyable experience at the parkour park, at a parkour park was uh, this weekend doing the speed course. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is what I have to do now. And yeah. like, this is like how I'm gonna kind of frame my training, I'm trying to navigate think, it. Do you think, this is kind of a tangent, but we'll go back to Cooper's Park, but um, so we're talking about Cottonwood Park. Um, it's a concrete park. Mm-hmm. It's it's built for parkour. Do you feel like 
the speed course is more enjoyable because like you're not looking for challenges. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So it let, yeah, I, cause I'm kind of the same way where it's like, I don't enjoy parks. I sometimes don't even enjoy gym. I enjoy gym for like, okay, I need to work on something. I need to work on my lashes. I need to work on my Kongs or something. And then I go to the gym cause I'm going to have a bunch of different challenges that I can throw at and work on my technique. But, but if I'm trying to sesh and like create something, I hate gym. I hate park because it's like the creation part is already in a lot of ways done for you. Yep. So you can't find, I think yeah, you're kind of the same way. That's my experience. Well, I, and I also like, I mean, we even, we kind of talked about this a little bit this weekend, but mm -hmm. I don't even like parkour spots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, I do. Okay. It's weird. <laughs> but I like, like, it's actually funny to me that, um, and I, I love, I love this part of parkour mm -hmm. that, IMAX has become such a like staple spot in the sport and it's been yeah. like a proving ground where things are, you know, this has never been done, this yeah. has never been done and people are doing it. Um, but it's uh, like, I would, if I lived in London, I wouldn't want to always train at IMAX. And the same thing is true here. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of our standard spots, like Coal Harbor, traditional parkour spot, really like good for parkour mm. but it's like one of my least favorite places to go train at and mm -hmm. because my my love for training is more around like exploration and i mm -hmm. love finding the back alley spot that you're like not gonna have like a million things to do at you've got one or two or things, a million people or a million people <laughs> and you've got one or two things that are there that you're gonna sesh and you're gonna try to get down and then okay, you milked that non-spot for what it's worth. Let's move to the next one. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a big part of what's fun about parkour to me is the, the exploration that happens. Um, even if you don't do that much parkour on a day, like, like where you're just like, like looking around, you're just like kind of using your imagination to see what is possible in areas. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, so I did say I don't like spots. I do like spots. I, I like training parkour at spots, especially if like, um, if I'm inspired by something or seeing somebody else do something that maybe I can play around with, but mm -hmm. that's also not, but that kind of plays into the whole parkour park thing is like parkour parks are spots. Yeah. <laughs> they are spots. And, and the reason why I said the Cooper's Park one is going to be the best one is because of proximity. It's like a good meeting point. It's like right in the middle of downtown. It's like, oh, let's meet at the parkour park. Mm -hmm. We'll warm up, kind of sesh a couple of challenges, and then like move out from there. And that's the kind of training that I'll probably be really into around a parkour park. Yeah. Also, like, okay, I'm, I got some. I got some stuff. I got moving. I got yeah. like. I got what I need added. I, what I needed to do to get warmed up, and now let's uh, hit the street spots. <laughs> yeah, I think there's one more element to it that it's going to be hit or miss because uh, it's the first parkour park in my knowledge to be like that where the city wants there to be a theme right yeah um and so i'm not supposed to talk about what the theme is so i'm not going to say because also it might not happen and i don't want people to be disappointed but um a theme as in like it can't just be uh here's a concrete wall here's a rail here's it like they're going to be the structures are going to be rendered a certain way to follow to follow a theme <clears throat> like 
I'm trying to think of something that's not the theme that I could talk about to, well, to kind of like, paint a picture um, for people. So here's an example. So mm. like uh, uh, the the um, the Splash Park in Stanley mm. Park. Oh yeah, like the boat. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. shaped like a boat. Mm-hmm. And it's a splash park, mm-hmm. but and we've trained on it. There's actually it a also, video. You could check out the video link somewhere. So I don't know, we're probably not gonna do that. But <laughs> but but we trained on it. It also looks a like a parkour park. Yeah, it looks one. like a parkour park, yeah. but but it is shaped like a boat, mm-hmm. but it's a theme. It's yeah. not just like a random splash park with like things that shoot yeah. water around, but it's like it has a theme to it. So. Yeah, the theme is there's a boat. Yeah. <laughs> boat theme. Um, yeah, or like another thing I could think about is like instead of having a concrete block, say you have like something that looks like a big like Super Mario mushroom. This is not the theme of the park, but like if you can imagine like a parkour park that's like that instead of, um, you know, hard edges and things that look like they're supposed to be for parkour. Yeah, so Tempest does a lot of that stuff in their gyms. Um, but yeah, to my, to my knowledge, this is going to be the first park where the whole thing is going to be themed in a way that doesn't necessarily look like it's a parkour park, but that is going to have like challenges and things like in mind with it that you could do with it. So, so it might be more enjoyable by the aspect of like, because there could be some like features that come out of it that aren't intended for parkour. It kind of reminds me of like one time we had, I think it was like probably like NAPC 2018 or something. And we had like this structure in the gym that we call the sandwich. And it's basically just like um, two sheets of plywood that sandwich a frame. And so there's like a little space between the frame. And we just had it as a platform somewhere. And a bunch of guys that came in from out of town, they were trying to like wedge their foot for like a tic-tac, like in between the sheets of plywood. Cause there's like maybe like four inches of space or something. And it's just like that kind of thing where it's like, oh, that's not what, there was no challenge set up for that. There was no, but this is like parkour brain is like not doing what the um, structure is made for or intended for. We're gonna do something different. It's one of my favorite things to do in here is like, <laughs> if I'm training in the gym, it's usually like, all right, how can I use the space the way it's like yeah. definitely not supposed yeah. to, like intended it's for. Like what, what, we were, what were we not thinking of doing <laughs> when we built this? Yeah. Let's do whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Which is more parkour. It's more in terms of like what I think the, you know, we, we talk about like definitions of parkour all the time, but like I think one thing that can be agreed upon and I think, um, oh, this is I don't know if I'm about to go, well, not agreed upon because like I think some of the newer generation that grows up in gyms, they don't really get this, but it's like something that should be happening when you're doing parkour is, is misinterpreting architecture. Like this was designed for this, but I'm going to do this other thing with my body on it. Like it wasn't like a, you know, an access ramp, which is the quintessential parkour spot I was gonna mention earlier. Yeah. Like IMAX is an access ramp. Cole Harbor that you mentioned was an access ramp. SFU, the spot that we went to, remember their access ramp. The best parkour spots are usually- Both spots we went to SFU. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're usually designed to like funnel uh, either you know vehicle traffic or people traffic to like you walk in between these walls please to get down to this other level or and then walk up between these walls to get up to this level and we're always crossing them in in different ways because that's parkour it's the rebellion act of parkour yeah we're gonna use this this thing this handrail that you're supposed to like not jump on we're gonna Mm -hmm. jump on it (laughs) yeah but it's kind of funny because like we talk about i remember um whenever people tried to have like parkour debates back in the day like about free running parkour they would always it's about the mindsets but the mindset it's like well whichever one 
I mean, we call it all parkour, but like whatever it is, like you, if you're, I feel like if you're not doing that, if your mindset is not like use this structure in a way that it's not intended for, then you're not doing parkour. <laughs> so you mean to say that if I go out into the gym mm -hmm. and I swing on a bar <laughs> well, see, and I land on a wall, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that, where that's not parkour. And that's where gyms and parkour parks are different. Is if it's like, in the gym, it's yeah. in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I mean, it's why, and I think that's why there's maybe some, a bit of like pushback against gyms, gym in the bin type mentality or like in a park is not really as enjoyable um, to train on because like, again, it's, it's kind of made, for, it's made for it. You don't, you don't get to have your own interpretation as much. Yeah. Well, you know, this is something that I, I think I've talked to you about at some point is like, you know, teaching parkour classes and, you know, teaching parkour in the gym. It often feels like I'm not teaching parkour. It feels mm -hmm. like I'm teaching park, like secular parkour. I'm just teaching movements. It's like if you were to do parkour, this is the type of thing mm -hmm. that you might do. This, this is your toolbox. This is. Yeah. So I'm like teaching you how to Kong, but you're not really conging unless you're doing it outside and you're doing it with an understanding of mm. parkour. And, and I've, I've like wrestled with this so much in, you know, over the last 10 years mm -hmm. um, with, you know, am I even teaching parkour? Like people are learning how to move the way parkour people move, but are they parkour people? You know, mm -hmm. am I creating, am I adding to the culture of parkour or am I just like giving people the parkour experience of like, oh yeah, you're just doing parkour in this cult, in this setting that's not necessarily in the same setting that I practice parkour or, or mm -hmm. much of the greater culture of parkour participates in. Yeah, but when you started parkour, it was probably like mostly like individual moves. A lot of it was, yeah. But it was also like, uh, yeah, can I climb this thing? Yeah, well, actually, we talked about this. We had a, one of our youth team kids in the car as we were getting to the jam. And I was talking about, like, my first pretty much, like, three years of parkour. I'd say my first three years of So, like, sometime in 2003 to, like, to 2006, it was just a lot of trespassing. It was yeah. a lot of, like, going on, going on rooftops, just just accessing things, just at, like sometimes maybe not technically trespassing or not not really trying to, but just accessing things, just exploring different areas. Like this, this looks cool. There's a bunch of walls over there. Let's go over there because we didn't know. There, no one was doing lines. No one was doing courses. No one was doing even really combos. It was like a lot of singular move practice in terms of like the actual the actual parkour, and then it was just a lot of like. To the next, and it's so different now because we get to a spot and everyone is like willing to stay at the spot, except for maybe kids are willing to stay at the spot for a long time to like get as much as they can out of the spot, get the perfect line, get the perfect move, the perfect stick, whatever. Um, whereas back then it was like next spot, next. Okay, we all did like one Kong. Okay, cool, next spot. All right, everybody mm -hmm. did the precision here. Okay, next spot. Like it was. Yeah, we, we rarely stuck to the same spot for, for a jam. A jam was like we were walking around all over downtown just trying to find things. Yeah, see, and I, I might have had a different mentality when I started. I mean, similar in some respects, but I started a little bit later than you. And a lot of my practice was um, 
was like, I'm training. Like, I know we say training, like, oh, I'm training, but it's like, mm-hmm. I no, I was training. So I would drill moves. I would drill individual moves and I would do like conditioning circuits and things like, and like, um, try, trying to get stronger and more capable. And then when I made my first video, well, mm-hmm. my first, my one year, like, the progress video basically it was all like lines mostly lines of like mm-hmm. me doing parkour and like a lot of it was just like multiple camera angles of me running through a space doing the different things and that was like almost like what i was training for so i was like i would do a lot of the individual lines and or uh, um moves and then when i like i was like okay this is my progress marker there was a few individual moves in there, but a lot of it was like lines. And it was like, I was training in a way that was like, try to extract what I can from the, all the individual move practice and getting stronger and more physically capable to then apply it in this, apply it because that's what parkour was, right? And like parkour, when I started, it went from this, you know, this discipline-like thing that was, similar to analogous analogous to martial arts. Yeah. And now, you know, 15 years later, I practice it more in a, in extreme sports like fashion, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Oh, like, Hey, let's, let's find the line. Let's find the spot. Let's do the thing. And like celebrate that element of it. Whereas Mm. a lot, so much of my practice early on was like, what am I doing to improve my ability to get away if an attacker started chasing me (laughs) or, you know, or like, can I get out of this burning building? And, you know, and even like to this day, I'll kind of like use that as like a mentality of Mm. like, okay, like I'm really scared of this thing. And then I'll just like, what if I had to, though? <laughs> like, what if I really had to mm-hmm. do this climb? Like, mm-hmm. could I do it? And then it's like, that's the trigger that mm-hmm. allows me to, like, commit to doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, th- I think that's also, like, an, an old head mindset that potentially younger generations don't have the same experience of. Even, like, even people who are really high level, like, uh, I don't know, I've n- never met him, but, like, Seabay or, like, Verky mm-hmm. or, like people who are like on the younger side of the sport, but super high level, they Mm -hmm. don't think of parkour in the same way that I did when I started. Yeah, probably not. Um, Yeah, parkour is weird. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's gone through such a drastic change over the Mm -hmm. last 15 years since I started that, and and almost without me even noticing, like I noticed, like one day I like woke up and realized like, oh, whoa, I'm like, I'm doing Mm -hmm. a different thing now (laughs) than I was before. Yeah. And it just like, I, I didn't even, it just kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think we spend a lot of time on this program sometimes reminiscing of days of old. <laughs> yeah. And, but, and, but I think there's some value to doing that mm-hmm. because so many people get into parkour without actually remembering the past. Like yeah. we're a, we're a culture that forgets. Yeah. It's like how many people, I know this is kind of a silly thing, but how many people even know who David Bell is or know who Daniel Illabaco was or know who um, Chase Armitage was, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, uh, and even like Chase Armitage is not really like a traditional parkour mm-hmm. guy as much as he was like more pushing the freestyle. Yeah, and, and just, a, and just a, bit, a big name in, in the, the early days too. It's contributed a lot to what we do now to modern free running yeah 
um, I guess I guess I was trying to say there too is because uh, you were talking about um, videos, and you have a video coming out. I do. I was going to bring it up too, but thank yeah. you for bringing it up. <laughs> Got you. Um, but yeah, we spend a lot of time, I think, on this uh, on STS uh, chatting about about days of old because it's like it's easy. Like we're we both been doing it for a minute, and you know, it's like if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about things that people don't know about, or if we're gonna share like anything, we're probably gonna start reflecting on <laughs> what we used to do. But it's like you know, progression of videos too, because I think. I think some of your early videos when you started doing parkour were <clears throat> like all encompassing. You would put out like, you know, yearly edits, that sort of thing. And then, and then we got into the, the Ascension. Uh, so we had Ascension and then we had Ascension 2. Yeah. And now we're on to a different theme. We're probably not done with Ascension, but we're on to a different theme. So I don't know if you wanna tell everybody about what, uh, what you're working on. Yeah, so I'm working on a video. Well, it's over. It's done. I'm, yeah. I'm done with it. I just the work is done. Hasn't been released, and I want to, you know, promote it some more. But it's um, it's a dive holes video. So it's all themed around diving through small spaces or thread rolls and thread uh, thread kongs and things like that. Um, and it's actually funny because like I the term dive holes I did not coin. I don't remember exactly who did. Um, so I was want to it, say it was like Tyson. I was going to say, is that a Tyson checker or Colin or McDonald? Colin, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one, <laughs> yeah. one of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think I did coin thread roll mm. um, back back in the day. And I don't have any proof around that, but I'm pretty sure that's the, a term that I like mm-hmm. said one time and then it caught on actually. Yeah. And I've like lately, like over the last few years, I haven't been calling it thread rolls. Mm-hmm. I've just been calling it dive holes because like... Um, I don't know. I just like was it more attracted to that term. Um, but either way, it's all the same thing. Going through small spaces. It's a weird niche movement that most people in parkour completely ignore or avoid because it's not. Um, it doesn't seem accessible. Well, not everybody's built for it. Okay, <laughs> I taught Liam Hodge to dive through stuff, yeah. and he is a large man. Yeah, it's true. So. Um, so yeah, so I actually, and this is funny because I was talking to Pablo, mm-hmm. Pablo Wiedemann, um, I was talking to him about it and he was like, he was like, this stuff, he said, this stuff is the most impressive stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, yeah. Cause like, like these other guys, like that are so good, like Seabay can't do this. He can't do what you're doing. And I was like, I, but I will never be able to jump as far as Seabay, mm-hmm. but I could probably teach Seabay how to do this. Yeah. You know, and that's... It, well, there's, when I was saying about who's built for it too, I didn't just mean um, size. I meant like there's other, uh, like I'll say for myself, like if I want to dive, if I want to do a thread dive Kong, mm-hmm. you know, my, my tucking ability is terrible. Yeah. So like the mobility, or like if you're longer legged, I could see it being harder. Um, yeah, Liam, I think Liam I Hodge think, has long legs. Yeah, I know, but he he's also like legs, he's also not he's really like, wide. He's also not like the best, but um, no, like, but, but but also I'm, I'm not saying I don't do like you. You know, like I'll I'll do. I like yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah. I like to go through spaces as well. It's just not my like strongest skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, I, it's weird though because it's it's a it's a skill that I got good at. Mm. 
almost like without realizing I was getting good at it. Mm. Like, well, that's not exactly true, but um, <laughs> like early on in my training, it just felt like it was something that should that mm. I should be working on. Is it like Nathan Miller not being sure that he's good at climb ups? <laughs> Nathan Muller is the best at climb-ups. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty certain. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm very good, though. <laughs> I still think it could be fast. <laughs> well, it just, it, it felt like it was a, so diving through holes felt like it was something that you, like, it's a natural progression of, like, getting better at something, right? Mm -hmm. You get, you know, you start doing, you know, dive rolls, and then you start diving through stuff. It's just like, okay, like this is part of parkour and part of the progression. But for some reason, I started continuing going down that route of progression while mm -hmm. most other people completely ignore it as a skill. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, here we are 15 years after I started mm. parkour and I'm putting out a specific edit around it. <laughs> and it's actually like there's only like two or three clips in it that are mm -hmm. just one skill. Mm -hmm. Like only one like uh, dive hole. Mm -hmm. All the other ones are like lines that I built around doing more than one. So that's kind of the, a big part of the theme of it is I wanted to like create a scenario, I wanted to create a video at like my, um, like where I actually used it in lines mm -hmm. because a lot of the stuff that I put on Instagram, it's just like kind of one bangs, you know, one bang like dive roll. And, and a lot of them are really hard and really quite impressive, but I didn't want a dive holes video just to be like, just like one after the other of just like the same repetitive experience. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I did a better job um, than what I'm explaining, <laughs> um, like putting together more interesting lines yeah. that involve them. All right, I gotta ask you some hot take questions around it. All right, hit me because, up. Um, so Stora put out um, a parkour holes video. Um, so, so I know there, there, there's gotta be part of you that wasn't like super pleased because it's along the same sort of like name, so it's not quite as like kind of, did, 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 do you feel like it took away from, because you, you had already, I know you were already working on it. I was, it yeah, point. well it's been, I've been working on it for two years now. Mm -hmm. I started in 2020 actually. Mm -hmm. I think the first clip I got was from 2020. First couple clips. What was I upset about it? Like I, I don't know. There's like a part of me that was just like, ah, you guys like beat me to like mm -hmm. the thing. But at the same time, it's like there's room for both. So and like a lot of theirs aren't even dive holes. Like a lot mm -hmm. of them are just kind of like jumping and threading through like, or underbars or underbars yeah. or or other uh, things like that. And I think more than anything, like after upon reflection, it's like it's better that they put out a video around holes because mm -hmm. that potentially amplifies the interest in it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I don't know, like this, <laughs> this video might not do very well at all. Like mm -hmm. I've, I did, I'm doing it for like my own, like personal legacy of this, of like, this is one of the skills that I've, for whatever reason, gotten, like delved way too deeply into and I want to document it in a way yeah. that I'm happy with the final product. And I am. So like, you know, having spent two years on it, I'm like super excited about releasing it and getting, getting it out there for people to watch. 
and uh, and kind of point to as part of my legacy. Just like Ascension Two, like Ascension One was like was awesome, and that was like a kind of a, a dipping my toes into it. But Ascension mm-hmm. Two in my in my world is like one of the the things in parkour I'd probably be most proud of. Um, so if if I never do another parkour video again, I will be happy that I at least did these these videos. Mm. So second question about Stora was like, how would you how would you rate their um, collect? Well, okay, okay. First of all, who do you think is the best? Who do you think is the best uh, on the uh, on the team at at that at um, holes? <laughs> actually, like Drew, like was like. And I think even Toby said like mm-hmm. that like he was surprised by how like willing <clears throat> yeah Drew was. To it's take a different. A hit. It's a different. Like I've I don't uh, like whenever I've a, approached like a one that's difficult for me. It's not like the same kind of mental. It's more of like an annoyance, where like it's like asking because I'm talking about like like dinging sides, like hitting your yeah. shins, hitting your hands, scraping yourself, whatever. It's not the same mental as like, I'm up high and I need to do a jump, yeah. right? Or like it's a, totally a fat position. Actually. It's like, it's more like... It, There's some it's of that almost, there, but it's not Yeah, it's not the same, for me, it's not like a fear, like consciously, or like like you don't feel, like like, like my palms don't sweat, you know? It's more like, it's more like, oh, I just want to, I just want to commit. But like, y- your body like stops. It's like, it's like, it's like trying to, um, I don't know, like trying to like intentionally cut yourself. You know, <laughs> like I don't like. It's like it's almost like, uh, um, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, like, like there's something where it's like, it's like if this all goes according to plan, I should just be able to slide right through there, whether it's an underbar or a dive roll or like a dive con through something. But there's like a thing where like you don't put enough speed into and like, you know, I've seen you go through the process where it's like you're not putting enough speed into you're like doing all the progression, stopping yourself halfway or whatever, because like ultimately there's like a sensation of like I might like scrape something and that's not pleasant. I don't want to scrape myself. So like you stop yourself from doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. You know, I, I think about this often. Not often, but I think about this and when, you know, because I've taught workshops around diving through spaces and and uh, and I'm very confident that I can teach most people to like the progressions towards doing it. But sometimes the progressions are uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like not like pain, not necessarily like super painful, but uncomfortable. And then sometimes you mess up and they are painful. There yeah. are they are very like, I have a I have a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I got a little boo boo on my on my calf, and that's from an underbar. Yeah, that's from an underbar that I did a bunch of times, and then it just like one of them like scraped the concrete. And what usually like after you scrape too, like it's usually like not that bad. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it'll be ni- it'll be like a nice thing for Instagram. You can be like, look, blood. But, but you know, <laughs> this is part of in, so this is part of parkour in that like there's almost a uh, there's like a there's a slightly masochistic element to parkour. Yeah, for like, sure. Um, I would like, I was training one day and somebody was like, they got cuts in their hands. They're like, this is how you know it was a good day. It's like, God, I got yeah. cuts on my hands. And it's like, that's a, I think the exact same way. <laughs> and because like, there's something, it's like rewarding. It's like you did something, mm-hmm. but it's painful, but it's like painful in a good way. It's like, makes you feel alive. It's also surface level 
Like, yeah, like, yes. like it's, it's not, those aren't, someone actually, I can't remember who I saw on Instagram the other day, they posted something like that and they were like, oh, like this is an injury or like I love injuries or whatever. And I was like, it's not an injury, dude. That's yeah. just, that's just like a, a script. Like it's still cool, like worth, like cool. Like you can post it, you know, stuff, but that's not, I wouldn't call that an injury. It's like, it's just like surface level yeah. damage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's like the type of thing that happens often with dive mm. poles is like, you're going to maybe bruise your quads or like <laughs> scrape, I don't know, you're gonna scrape something or, or bruise something or like potentially take the hit. And um, so answer your question, apparently Drew was really good at that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I, I'd actually have to go back and watch the video to like actually tell you who I thought, but uh. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Drew did like the harder like actual dive holes, but like they had other things in there, right? They had like jumps through trees and stuff mm. like that, which I think are like, that's also really cool to me. Um, and I love when I see people do dive fronts and things like yeah. that. Um, so uh, yeah, and, and like my video is actually gonna be mostly around dive rolls and a mm. couple like dive Kongs as well, right? So like that's gonna be part of it as well but like I, I'm there's so much more that I could have done you know I could have tried to find like the perfect dive fronts and like yeah. worked up to doing those which you've, not you've done some you've done some cool ones oh uh, yeah but I'm not it's not one of the skills I'm like mm -hmm. great at but it's yeah I've done I've done them before okay so out of, out of 10 what is a, a 10 being the best in the world where, where does Drew rank <laughs> uh I mean there's so few people doing it to begin with. So like, he's probably up there, you know, like, <laughs> uh, I'll give him, I'll give him a seven. I don't know. Okay. And then the follow up for seven. All right. That's, it's admirable. It's like a, that's seven. a good tour like, for me. That's, yeah. like, that's like a C plus. Yeah, sure. We'll say C plus <laughs> All right. or C or whatever. Um, okay. C, so, C so who are the, um, on your radar, um, other than yourself, who are the like a rankers? for dive holes? This is a really difficult question because I'm struggling to... I, I, have, I have two people that come to mind that I, that I know like There's, can perform well but doesn't like, maybe you don't see it from them that often. Okay, so the... F okay. Okay, the first person that comes mm -hmm. to mind is actually Tyson. He came to mind, but he's not the two I'm thinking of because okay. he doesn't practice as much anymore. He's not, not current. Yeah. So, well, you know the one, so you know the shirt that Jane made for us? The yeah, one? yeah. So mm -hmm. Tyson sent me, he did that one, but he conged it instead of dive roll. Oh, weird. Like the bench part. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, he was like, yeah, that's just what naturally like what happened? came to mind. He yeah. did it. It was fine. Mm. But this, okay, this is, I just to describe this to people. It's like, it's like this, uh, um, it's a bench. Wall structure. By the way, Jane might be watching this. And um, Jane Henry, she is our longest standing gym member. And she just uh, presented us with t-shirts uh, yesterday to commemorate like 10 years of origin. So, um, and Catherine. So thank you, Jane and Catherine um, for the lovely shirts. Uh, it was a nice surprise. <laughs> uh, but on these, uh, on these shirts is like this structure that um, you can find somewhere on your Instagram. And in like the like upper third of the structure is a hole. And we used to drive by or bike by this thing all the time. And then finally one day you sent the dive roll through, but I'm struggling to figure out how you would, did you like ground Kong through? No. Cause it's, cause it's kind of low to no, the ground. So 
in this, so it's hard to explain, but you know how the way I worked up to it mm-hmm. was I didn't just dive straight into it. Mm-hmm. I like dove and then there's like a bench part yeah. where I put my hand and then I reached through right. to the roll. Okay. Mm-hmm. He just clung to the bench, oh. which is See, actually I, insane because I he's a like, larger human than yeah. I am and that's a very small hole. Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, he's like more my size. I feel like I wouldn't, because when I was talking about like, special like being built for like i'm i'm not built for like thread kong so like i i have to do like usually if i'm thread ground kong through something i have to like turn my legs or whatever like i can't do like a straight tuck i usually have to do something weird and i've actually like like strained my back at times like doing that type of movement which is not fun um but yeah that's that, that's wild um so okay. and and, so, and you never see stuff from tyson but yeah. like he was like he was also like the type of person willing to take the hit to get it done. Yes, yeah. Because um, you guys have like pretty much I know several jams where the two of you have been together and just spent the majority of time at a jam like yeah. doing like one dive hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's like that really gross one at um, uh, what's it called Gasworks Park. Yeah, yeah, that was a scraper. I almost didn't do it. Yeah. Tyson like tried it and like mm. scraped scraped the shit out of his legs, I think. Yeah. And he was like, he turned, uh, I, I like saw him do it and mm. I was like, ooh, I don't know. And then he's like, well, you're not gonna shed some blood with me on this one? Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, now I feel obligated. Yeah. I have to do it. So there's two other Americans that come to mind. Um, um, and one of them, I actually don't remember his name. He's in California. Um, he's like, uh, either head coach or gym owner. Christian? Yeah, Christian Fairfax. Maybe. Christian's good yeah. at it, yeah. Yeah, because I think he had one in a video that like impressed you. Yeah, well, he's he's just super impressive in general. Like, he's so good at parkour um, and like super under known. <laughs> um, I, and he's always got like such cool, unique stuff. I don't know, I don't know though, like, um, sure. Like, you know, he's, yeah, he's a, <laughs> well, he, I, I just remember there was like one or two that like impressed you. And so, but the other guy that actually comes to mind is, um, uh, Seth Ruji. I knew you were going to say Seth. Yeah. So, I mean, Seth has done some very impressive just dive rolls in general yeah. or like, like double Kong through double Kong. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like th- there's one in his gym that he did that was like really impressive and horribly filmed, but there's probably no other way yeah. you could do it. It's like, yeah. And it is one of those skills. And this is kind of the hard thing. Like um trying to film a couple of them for you was mm. like, oh, how do we, how do we make this look like it's, you know, as difficult as it is? Yeah. Cause like the, I think the easiest way to film is like, you know, you get a wide angle and you just kind of like pull through as it's happening. But it's almost like, I think people are used to seeing, um, I think some of the most successful parkour clips are sometimes just like the, the kind of far away, like someone was just holding a phone or whatever. Cause it's just like, and like maybe a, maybe not like a quick edit, you know, like it just holds on a person. It's like, okay, something's about to happen. All right, I can see, oh, are they looking at that? Oh, and then they do the thing. I think sometimes that's like the most, like those are the most viral clips. Yeah. It's just like very simple shots instead of trying to do like something really nicely shot or edited. You know? Yeah, Seth is very good, but he's, he's also very good at a lot of things too. Yeah. So like, but yeah, I don't know, but it, it also like feels like, it's it's funny that you say that you asked me this question because mm-hmm. I like there's so few people in the world that mm-hmm. really push. Um, actually, <laughs> there are more in that. Now I'm thinking about Oliver Norden. 
actually is pretty good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not seen nor heard <laughs> that name in some time. Yeah. Uh, you, you know who else is good at it? Mm. Dom. Yeah, he's pretty, eh. He's not like I mean, he's, but he's 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 willing to take. He's willing to take. He, a hit. He's he's not like, um, and and that's the thing about like the skill set too is like, so much of it is is that specific type of mental, and because of, like you said, not another people, not a lot of people are practicing it. We don't get to find out who would be good. We mm-hmm. just have like these glimpses because you could also say Joe Scandrit on that list too. He's always scraping through stuff all the time. That's true. <laughs> I actually don't think I've ever seen him do a dive. Though. Um, yeah, he's usually like more of a feet first, but I yeah. like again, like he, By the way. he would potentially be good. Yeah. The other person I want to mention though, and this is like more of an unknown, is because um, he's kind of went into like the, um, how do I say, like Instagram gimmicks type post, but he used to be more of a parkour guy until like he had an injury, but um, Elias Simakov. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he does. He is all, really good at those. Actually, he has now, like now that you mention it. Yeah, he's also like niche parkour skills. You know, like he's got so just, and he does some really gross stuff. He, I have I feel like I haven't seen him do like the kind of stuff he was doing before yeah. that was really really crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he in general rolling was like a skill set that he developed quite deeply, mm-hmm. and one of those actually is dive dive holes. So. Yeah. Uh, I, if I were, okay, if I can go back on that list, he would probably be like, mm-hmm. probably top of the list. Um, top. Yeah, yeah somewhere I mean, around the top. Like him or Tyson, yeah. like Tyson yeah. is also very good, but yeah. yeah. Um, it's okay, we're gonna like end this recording and you're gonna be like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll remember somebody. This person. Um, yeah. Uh, so in this video, I actually did two of my hardest dive holes I've mm. ever done, and they're at the end of the video, so you gotta watch the whole thing <laughs> to get to it. Which is, I remember you um, had this as a thing before, where we were like editing some of the early like origins edits, and you'd be like, "People should put the hardest thing at the end." <laughs> it was like your thing, and I don't, I still don't know, not, like if not I said hardest, but yeah. like the best, like yeah. the best. Clip or yeah, the like the hardest thing sh- probably shouldn't be at the very end, but like, or like maybe even the best clip, but like it is, it does make sense to um, end with a banger because it's gonna like recency bias. Like yeah. if you when you see the thing like at the end, that's gonna be the thing that sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And so if you if the if the video ends with like something that's just kind of a line that fizzles out, mm-hmm. you're just gonna be like, meh. Yeah, the video wasn't that good. Even if the rest of the video is so good, right? Yeah. Like the thing that sticks with you is going to be the thing that like you finish. Yeah, with. it's like most of the videos or start with, right? Yeah. Mo- most of the videos that like people probably remember, and I'm talking about like short edits, like three minutes, four minutes, are probably the ones that end with a banger. Yeah, like if the if the video fizzles, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what I said <clears throat> to you when? Um, I did that one dive hole that was um, the red, the red tiny square. The brick, yeah. And I smashed my quad. Not the brick, sorry, not that uh, one. The other one. Oh yeah, 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 I yeah. I smashed yeah, my red, quad. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, stopped. I was like, all right, should I do this again? Okay, I didn't quite get it yeah. the way I wanted it. <laughs> all 
sorry. I you say like, what I am I doing with my life or something? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I think I said, uh, I think I said, I'm 33 years old. <laughs> I don't need to be doing this to myself. <laughs> 34 now, but, but yeah, um, talking about taking hits, mm-hmm. it was just, uh, that was one of the worst ones. Mm. And that it wasn't actually, so it was, it was painful, mm-hmm. but it was actually because I think the surface I hit my leg on was so thin yeah. that it burst a something yeah. in my leg. I think what we were relating it to was like, and I think it makes sense, is like uh, guasa. Like yeah. if, if, if anyone watching or watching or listening is familiar with guasa, it's like um, an old Chinese treatment where like you scrape skin with like the, the edge of something and it can't be like too sharp, otherwise you're not like cutting. But what happens when you scrape is it it's supposed to like lift the blood. And so some people, if they get like a guasa treatment like on their neck or something, their whole neck turns like purple. And that's what you're like, it looks that's like what bruising. You're, that's what your quad looked like. My leg was bruised. Actually, if you go to my Instagram, I have it as like a, a story highlight yeah. of the progress from day one till day, I don't know, nine or something like that. And it's it's this bruise that just develops like crazy and then mm-hmm. eventually goes away. <laughs> and uh, and that was from a clip in Dive Holes. And I, I mean, I put the, the, the bail clip in Mm. Um, it's really hard to tell that that is actually what happens. Mm. And that's actually one of the things is m- most of the bail clips that happen with dive folds, it doesn't look that bad, mm-hmm. but it hurts like hell. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. another one in there. I smashed my hip mm-hmm. and that clip is in there, but you could barely tell. You just tell, you could just see that I'm like writhing in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I beat myself up in this video and I'm glad that it's over because I'm, it's mm-hmm. not, not to say that I'm not going to do any more dive holes mm-hmm. after this, but I'm not going to be as single minded <laughs> about the challenges yeah. that I'm trying to find in mm-hmm. the world. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll kind of yeah. start looking at other parts of parkour. I wanted to ask you about like one, one more thing about just, um, which might be our last part of this because we've been recording for a while, but um, because you said uh, you said two years. Yeah. And so I kind of had this um, this. So this is my hot take and you know, tell me if you you agree. Um, If someone makes a video and it takes them less than a year, is it going to be is it going to be a great video? It definitely could be. Because I don't think it can be. I, th- I think it could be, um, but like you think of, you think about like what Dom was achieving in two twenty twenty one was it was his no twenty what was the year what, that he what, what edit are you talking about though no okay like, <laughs> I'm not saying the edit what I'm saying is like his achievements. Mm-hmm. All happened like those were incredible achievements that happened within the scope of a year. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I mean, like, it should take. I think, I think if someone does a video and it takes them like a couple months, it's probably not going to be a great video. I think of like all the, particularly if it's like a style, because I think even like a project dive rolls, I think took over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, Capstone, first one, I think took over a year. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes even like the editing and stuff too. I think I think the amount of time that goes in. Um, 
usually is gonna dictate how good, for, for an edit, if it's like a jam video, like again, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes people just will show up and throw a bunch of bangers or like never been done before things, but. Um, yeah, I, so, okay. So, what's the opposite of in my defense? <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, like. You lost me. I'm not trying to defend, I'm, I want the opposite of defend myself. Yeah. Like, the reason it took two years mm-hmm. um, was partly because, like, it took me two years to, like, send something that I, yeah. like. Well, I think, I think a lot of the challenges, because it's not like you, um, I don't mean this as an insult, but it's not like you, like, came up with, like, a training plan, you know, yeah, or, like, yeah. a progression. It was basically, but, like, it took, took time to, the other side of it, which is something that um, Tim Champion wrote in a caption once, was, like, letting something stew. Yes. And so, like, you let things stew for a certain amount of time, and then it's, sometimes it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling it I'm today. I'm ready like, today, let's yeah. Go. Well, yeah, and, and, and the partly, so the part of the reason why it's done is actually there was, a, there was I was, I gave myself a deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one, there was one that I was leaving because it was, I knew I was really scared of it, and I had tried it multiple times before, and I had, like, hurt myself on it multiple times before. Mm-hmm. Not, like, bad, but just, like, unknowingly, like, scraped up and bruised up. So I was just putting it off. And I also never made progress on it every time I did try it. So, mm-hmm. so that I needed to, I, I just needed to just like set, like, and the day I did it, it wasn't, I'm going to do this today. It was yeah. like, hey, let's go over there real quick and then look at it. And, and then I just started pr- processing it yeah. and started working through it. And um, I didn't think I would get anywhere with it, but I ended up well, that was the first session that we like, I, I noticed, I was thinking about it too, and that was the first session that we like analyzed it. Yeah. Cause I think, pre- well, I don't know when you went with Corey what happened, but um, Corey Methven, another another yeah. potential great at the dive holes at some point um, uh, back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had the ability to send, right, for the most part. But um, he yeah, has the so other I don't. Send. He's what? He has the other he send. He does have the other send. But um, yeah, like the other times you tried, because I remember being there with um, uh, Mateo and we were filming, but it was like, we were trying to move on to somewhere else and you just kept trying it. But like in this session, we were like looking at the clips and it was like, like what do you got to do you know, yeah. to make it happen? Because I think you were also thinking of like, we were still debating of like what, it's so, so weird talking about this without understanding, people are just conveying what the challenge is, but, um, because there's another obstruction after the hole and it's like okay after you dive through what happens with the wall yeah your hands are going to touch it are you calling it are you doing it? and we had all these different interpretations and i'm really happy that you ended up doing it the way that you did because yeah. i thought that was the coolest that um, i did too and yeah. that, that's what i always wanted mm-hmm. in my head but there was a point where it was like i don't know if i'll be able to get to that point and so mm-hmm. if if it doesn't happen, I have to live with with whatever I can get through this mm-hmm. area. But, but yeah. So, um, yeah. What, when does it come out? When is, <laughs> we gotta wrap this. I got people people messaging me about work. I think right now. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, we gotta wrap up. <laughs> Dive holes will be dropping October twenty second. So this month in a couple, uh, really in a couple weeks, I guess. October 22nd, 1022. Mm. And uh, 1022.22. Yeah. Good so, number. 
So stay tuned, Origins Parkour YouTube. You'll be able to see it there. Um, very proud of what uh, what has. I'm very proud of what uh, what I was able to put together, and I hope you enjoy it. And um, yeah, I don't know. We can stop talking about yeah, this now. We're back on STS, so you know uh, we're gonna try to make this more of a regular thing. Also, back on the YouTube um, as the YouTube as a regular thing. Now that we're done with uh, summer events and things, and we're not traveling around trying to put other things together, so we got we freed up some time, we got some direction, and we're gonna get back on the YouTube train. So thanks for joining us today. Um, links for everything that you need to see to support us or be a part of what we're doing should be in the description, and uh, we will check. We'll catch you next time. Two.